Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank So, Jamie, right now we're uh, zooming in an interesting way. Obviously, I'm calling you from my phone. Um, but as such, the angle it's presenting me at makes it look like I'm about to send you a dick pic. Uh, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I feel that means that uh, in the question of was I a good boy this year, uh, the answer was no. Um, because I'm sending my podcast co-host dick pics. And I apologize for that in advance. I... I I re- I really don't I don't know if I want to delve into this topic but I'm 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 not saying that I am uh you know a a pro- prolific dick pic taker <laughs> but I would not think that the angle from which you are suggesting you would take a dick pic would be where one would think to take a dick pic from so so to 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 uh I guess explain and and put this image even further in uh, in our listeners' minds. Um, imagine if uh, Alexander, in order to get the uh, most flattering angle, had held his phone beneath his knees while he's in bed and sort of pointed it back up towards himself. And I just, I don't know. I just don't think that's going to be the most flattering angle. I feel like you're going to get, you get, you're going to get, you're going to, I don't know. So Jamie, you're going to get a lot of ball. Now, you're going to get a little bit of butt in like a not flattering way. Maybe. First, first of I, all, I would obviously be holding uh, the camera with my hand uh, for you know yes. artistic integrity. Uh, second of all, you know I'm look, look clearly uh, you're the <laughs> dick pic connoisseur. I I don't really understand them, but I would I would have thought that you'd be wanting to get some degree of scale, you know? You'd, you'd want to be uh, using <laughs> well, perspective I, I guess it would be a very flattering angle, much, much, like, much like how in, in the Lord of the Rings movie, yeah. to, make, to make the Hobbit seem so they just stuck like Gandalf closer to the camera. I guess it would be a very flattering angle for the penis specifically, as it would be much more in the foreground than the rest of the image. <laughs> Yeah. I guess from that perspective, I can understand. I just, I think no one's best angle is from their knees. I don't know. I'm not, just, uh, that's, that's never where I would assume to take it. <laughs> Your mum listens to this. Does she? Oh, I mean, she either listens to it or lies about it on Twitter I mean, all the time. I, I would prefer the second. But uh, in the case that mum is listening to this, I don't take dick pics. Jamie does. That's the important thing to know here. I don't. I don't. Um, oh, hello and welcome to Blank Spank, season two, the Hathaway Stashaway, the show where we chronologically review Anne Hathaway's entire OMDB. I'm Jamie Loxton and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. I'm sorry, mum. <laughs> oh, well, it says okay i don't know i don't know we can't really i don't know where to go from here we, we can't we jamie, can't it feels like we can't go back to the normal oh how was your week jamie my my uh dick pic consiglione uh you know i mean were you a good boy this year was i a good boy this year i mean because of course as this is coming out after christmas 
we are also, of course, recording it after Christmas. So, yeah, I was... Oh, Santa, so oh. good to me. I got, like, all of the stuff and at least some of the things. Oh, I'm I, so happy that Santa gave me a visit this year. I was meaning more in the existential sense rather than the gifting sense. Why well, I didn't ask what you got this year. Don't worry, well, we never record out of order. I, I, I feel like I feel like when you're asked whether you were a good boy this year, that's that's what you ask in in relation to Santa. That's what that quest, question is is normally asked in relation to, not just a a an evaluation. You don't ask kids like. Okay, now I'd like you to have a meaningful sit down with yourself and consider your feelings about whether you uh, appropriately achieved your goals this year. It's, you're going to get lots of gifts from Santa. I'm not even asking, did you appropriately achieve your goals this year? I'm I'm asking you to give me a a fair moral judgment on yourself. I I want you to evaluate your good boyness versus your bad boyness. Okay, well. And then your boy uh, badness as well. I, because I'm an adult now, uh, recently had to uh, get a credit check, uh, which means I do, I have a number. I can give you, I've recently been evaluated on a specific number, on a very large, it's out of 999, uh, which is a big variance. I know you get angry about me doing like 9.2 sometimes on this show. Uh, no, not 9.2s, 4.8s, whatever we do on this show. Uh, but but this has 999 different numbers it could have given me. Uh, and I can say that experience considers me fair not good not excellent but fair nice but not poor and not terrible so was i a good boy this year experience thinks i did okay experience (laughs) experience proud of me i i'm very glad that you allow uh debt and credit companies to define your moral goodness that's that's the capitalist way right Oh well, if that's the case, uh, can I, can I tell you that British Gas can go fuck themselves because their standards for goodness are too fucking high. Wait, the gas company won't give you gas because you don't have enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like an essential uh, the, product, isn't it? I I I I, I am receiving uh, gas, but uh, for, for not to delve too much into something that's very boring and did cause me a lot of anger this week. Um, I'm being charged slightly more than uh, one would okay. normally expect okay. because you know, you know, if if you're poor, you know what you should do: charge someone more for their electricity. That seems like a smart and moral thing to do. How's Canada, Al? Oh man, um, the raccoons have calmed down. That's always okay, good. Okay, that's good. I have yet to be killed by them. Although obviously we're recording this out of order, so if I say that, but I have been Ow, killed by the raccoon. But if I rec- <laughs> just don't, I know, I know, I say it. I'm, I'm you could just it. not tell them that that's but the I'm case. Just, you sure. could just easily not say that we're recording this before we're recording but our Christmas Jamie, special, which no, came out last week. Jamie, all I'm saying is this is very important that if I get killed by the raccoons. And I just said, well, I haven't been killed by the raccoons yet. That would upset people. So I want to acknowledge there is a chance that I may have been killed by raccoons. And if that's the case, get your revenge. You're saying that the raccoons now have uh, more or less a ticking clock between when this is recorded and when this episode comes out to enact their revenge. Exclusively just so you look like you've got egg on your face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they well, can go, <laughs> Al said on that podcast that he didn't get killed by us, but uh, by the time it come out, 
he was dead. <laughs> I, I think it's more to make everyone who loves me uh, and who laughed at me about my fear of raccoons feel bad about themselves. Not only will they feel bad because I am dead, they will feel worse because I was like, well, I haven't been killed by the raccoons yet. And they'll listen to this and think, oh shit, he was killed by the raccoons. And they'll fail even worse because they mocked me for it, Jamie. And in that sense, I have been a good boy this year. I, what, what, I mean... <laughs> Not to, again, pull back, because I didn't want to refer to the fact that we're recording this out of order, and so what we're referring to is something that happened in last episode, actually happened two episodes ago for our listeners, but that episode hasn't even come out yet, so you're complaining about people who are mocking you about you about you being afraid of raccoons, even though they have not had the opportunity to learn this news at the point of this recording. Jamie, I... Oof, man, I, I really hate to tell you this, but um, I know we're in lockdown. This isn't the only way I communicate with my loved ones. <laughs> it's not just like the only, it's not like we're in the 18th century, and the only way they hear through me is letters. But rather than letters, it's a podcast, and it's a podcast specifically where I open it, talking about how the angle looks a bit like a dick pic. Not a dick pic that I would take, but a dick that pic that you know out there. I am writing you this preferred. letter, much akin to how someone might describe their penis. Yeah. <laughs> But surprisingly enough, this is not the only way I contact my friends and loved ones. That's that's very fair. I didn't. I just I just assumed you saved uh, all of your best stories exclusively for the podcast. <laughs> you know, keeping them fresh. Um, but you say that this is not the only way uh, that you speak to your loved ones. But of course, Alexander. We are speaking to the only people who are alive <laughs> currently, true. because very famously in season one of this podcast, uh, we were trying to convince the aliens to let us join the United States of Space by showing them uh, Tom Hanks' uh, best films. Uh, but they didn't think that cut the mustard, and so they did blow up and kill most of this planet, and we are now living in a post-apocalypse wasteland. Is that not true, Alexander? Of course that is true, Jamie. We, Wherein we... raccoons are also still here. Well, the aliens, very famously, left the raccoons alive just to torment us. Jamie, uh, have you ever played Halo, the greatest uh, first-person shooter of all time? Other than uh, Doom, I, guess. I, I have... A little bit, okay. not a lot. Okay. I, we know I am. No. I am a Sony boy. I have. I have owned many a PlayStation. I have only owned one an Xbox. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, screw you. Uh, and second of all, uh, of course, you remember from uh, you know Halo Three, of course, uh, that the uh, Halo rings uh, destroy all sentient life. Uh, but they leave yep. the animals. And that is why when the Halo rings first went off, uh, humans were left untouched uh, because they were, as of that point, not developed enough, uh, I believe, uh, to get killed uh, in, in the process uh, in destroying the flood. Now, so we too, uh, the aliens have come, they have killed us all, they have destroyed all higher sentient life and are leaving the smaller animals to remain and grow and thrive. Uh, so at the moment on the planet Earth, it is still lush and verdant. Don't think of this as a uh, nuclear wasteland, for instance. There's still lots of nature. Think of it more as uh, The Last of Us Part 3, but where The Last of Us are raccoons and the raccoons are kings now. All right? So this country, this, this, this world is ruled by raccoons. We humans are out there fighting against the raccoons and wanting to take the fight to the aliens in space. You were brought back from the dead, but now you're like 15% raccoon, alright? You got the little panda mask, okay, at all times. <laughs> this is news to me, but it does make sense. I, I, I do go through trash quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to notice that the, 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 the change in my habits uh, that could suggest that I am 15% raccoon. Um, well, now that um, if 
people hadn't already switched off the podcast after the first uh, minute and a half, uh, everyone has now officially left and, and started listening to something else. We may as well move on to what this show is actually about. Uh, because if you'd uh, looked at the... Um, uh, title of this episode I personally don't do that before I listen to podcasts I think anything uh, is a spoiler and I just want to go in completely fresh eyes so I just kind of randomly tap on my phone until a podcast starts <laughs> playing <laughs> but if you had looked at, if you're not like me um, you would have looked and seen that this uh, is in fact about Nicholas Nickleby uh, now before we get into uh, this film uh, in any more detail I do want to say something quite embarrassing that happened to me uh, with regards to this film uh, which is that I messaged and had quite a, quite a long conversation with my girlfriend Ellen where she had to convince me that Nicholas Nickleby was not Santa because I had in my brain I don't know where it's come from like a very specific memory of like the, the knowing that Santa was based on a real person jolly old Saint Nick and just oh God, just no. in my brain thinking that there was an origin story of Santa like no. a fable about who the real Santa person was and it was Nicholas Nickleby and it was about a dude who lived in Victorian times so I was really confused going into this film when it wasn't about Santa <laughs> <laughs> so that's my confession for the week. <laughs> what an obscene. So you're, you're, there is a Saint Nick to Nicklaus. There is. There is a Saint Nick, and he lived in fourth century Greece. Turkey, yeah. And I, and but I, I can't explain it. I have very viscerally in my brain an idea from childhood of there being like an origin story of Santa, and it's set in olden times. And I know his name is Nick, and I guess Nicholas Nickleby is also set in olden times. So at some point in the. the like in history those two things just fused I'm like I was genuinely messaging him and like no no I know I know it's based on Saint Nick but like was his surname Nickleby <laughs> sometimes people say that uh, you know English is a useless subject to teach uh, or that history is you know not useful and why learn about the past and clearly the answer is uh, to avoid looking like a numpty on an international <laughs> podcast uh, so Goodness gracious, uh, as we uh, plough our way through Anne Hathaway's uh, IMDb, we're on to her third credit, as I've said, Nicholas Nickleby. Um, we no longer have a historical context, uh, famously, uh, but we do still have a little bit of film context. So I'm going to tell you, or do we do do we do we Six Degrees of Tom Hanks first? I can't remember. Um, I, th- I think we do Six Degrees of Tom Hanks afterwards, because yeah, that's yeah. after I've gone through the, you do the, the um do, You do the context. The cast. Then we, yeah, you do the context cool. and then... Um, so yes, uh, despite despite thinking that this film was about Santa, uh, uh, oh I ah I just muted my mic in the middle of this fucking podcast. I just hit my I don't know what to do now. I, I can't fix this. I just accidentally hit the mute button. Can you not just hit the um, unmute button? Okay, well I guess I guess, dear listeners, you're gonna have a real weird experience in the last ten seconds. So. I'm, I'm, I feel like I need to calm down, Alexander. Yeah, um, I think you're <laughs> a little all, bit worked Jamie, up. I think you're like amped up on that. that like, Nicholas Nickleby is Santa's story, which was a funny story, <laughs> but it's not like you seem right now like you've taken a little bit of cocaine, all right? So you're at a 10, <laughs> and I want you to bring it down to an 8, okay? okay? Keep the energy Oof. but controlled. Let's bring this down. So, despite being the person that thought this film was about Santa, I'm the person that's going to tell you more about Nicholas Nickleby, which came out in 2002. It is, of course, based on the Charles Dickens novel. It was his third novel uh, after something and then Oliver Twist. I can't remember which one it was uh, that he wrote first. Um, uh, Alexander, have you read Nicholas Nickleby? 
No. Uh, I, of course, have not read it because uh, I can't read. Because <laughs> you thought so. it was about Santa, Jamie. <laughs> we don't need to know that. You thought it was about Santa. It's clearly <laughs> obvious that you haven't read See, the book. <laughs> that's fair. It was quite clear I had not read this book. <laughs> um, uh, so... Uh, based on, uh, as I say, the, the Dickens book, it's one of his lesser known books. It is about a boy whose father dies um, and then he gets uh, sent away um, from his family to work, uh, essentially. Uh, I th- I think that- he's like supposed to be like 18, 19 like that sure Jamie uh, very importantly a Dickens book where Charles father dies and they are sent away is pretty much all Dickens books that is yeah, that's that is fair. the vast I, majority of Dickens yeah. um, so so it's a Dickens book um, set in uh, the 1830s though this film was uh, pushed up to the 1850s because the designer was just like I want to include some stuff from the 1850s and the director was like okay um, it is directed by uh, Douglas McGrath um uh, and it has a pretty crazy cast, actually. Uh, Charlie yeah. Hunnam uh, plays Nicholas Nickleby, who people will know from uh, what's that TV show he was in? Vikings. Sons of Anarchy. Oh, uh, and he's also in Vikings, apparently, and he's also in Pacific Rim. Uh, so he's our lead character. But then, uh, you know, on his adventures, Nicholas Nickleby, we'd say a rotating cast of interesting people. Uh, we have Nathan Lane. We have Jim Broadbent. We have Christopher Plummer playing his uncle. Uh, Jamie Bell plays uh, Smike, his uh, his friend for the uh, for the story. Um, people will know Jamie Bell from playing Billy Elliot. Uh, there is, of course, also Anne Hathaway. Um, uh, I, I would like to say at this point that uh, I was quite hungover when I watched this this morning, uh, to the extent that when the film started uh, and Anne Hathaway's name popped up in the uh, like credits at the beginning, I went, "Oh, Anne Hathaway's in this," <laughs> forgetting that that's the entire fucking reason I was watching it uh alan cummings in it timothy spall uh barry humphreys also known as dame edna everidge is in this uh it's got a pretty pretty uh, mental cast uh despite that it was made on a 10 million dollar budget and only made 3.7 million dollars uh being released at uh christmas time in uh the united states because it's a christmas movie about santa uh, <laughs> and then it didn't come out for six months uh until uh, the middle of june uh in 2003 in the uk um, the uh, this we don't normally go into who's the cinematographer, but uh, the cinematographer's name is Dick Pope, and I find that name funny, so I wanted to mention it. Um, this book uh, has actually been adapted for quite a few other things, uh, including uh, and Alexander. I know I know we've been to see a lot of um, long plays in our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this book is 65 chapters long. Yeah. Uh, and so it was adapted into a play that was nine hours long. Uh, somehow it won the Olivia Award for Best Play in like 1952 or something um, and was also adapted for a TV miniseries. Uh, but yeah, nine hours. Uh, the first <laughs> one was four hours long with one interval. Uh, the second one, it was split into two parts as, uh, as yeah. many of these super long plays are. Uh, but yeah, four hours and then four and um, a half hours. I'm trying to think on that. So obviously, Cursed Child, parts one, part two, I think is about five or six Yeah. put together. Angels in America, which I didn't see, but the... what? Uh, that, you, that's around about six as well. I think both are three hours. That's Maybe long. one slightly over three, so it might be six and a half. That is that is punchy, actually. Yeah, nine is nine is long. There are couple, nine, nine is so long. There are a couple things like there was a Great Gatsby one, which I think was like twelve. Um, but like you get you get these like endurance plays, and 
they are rarely justified. Um, well, apparently it was good enough to win the Olivier Award that year, uh, which is uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, do I have anything else to say about this other than my oh, favourite thing Jamie, that I found on IMDb? You, you miss, you're missing the most famous thing, it's based, which is based off it. Clueless. Yes. What? Clueless is based off this. Cool. Yep, I knew that. Definitely. Definitely done my research. Thank you for saying the thing I was going to say. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Sorry, that is, Hammond... that, is, that is a lie. I was, I was, I was teasing okay. you. I was okay, being good. Me. Don't worry. Clueless okay. is based I, I, off I, Emma. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, or is I, it? I can't. I can't read, Alexander. Um, uh, so Charlie Hunnam, uh, you might be wondering, Alexander, as the lead actor, uh, quite why, why is and and him being British, he's why British? his accent sucks so much? No, he's, he's not British. British. No, he's like he's British. He's, he's from Newcastle. He's, not he's from, from Newcastle, Newcastle, and also he's not I, from I, Newcastle. I, I'm going to explain it in a second, no Alexander. He's Firstly, like a he is accent. from Newcastle. He is from Newcastle, and his dad was a gangster. That was my favourite thing I learned. Uh, but yes, he is from Newcastle. However, uh, he was um, apparently sent the script, uh, but several months uh, several months before he uh, got signed on, but uh, passed on it. Uh, but then met with the director um, and uh, and got cast uh, sort of through rather than through a traditional uh, audition. Uh, the director um, uh, Douglas McGrath wa- was convincing him to be uh, in the film. Uh, but despite the fact that he is British, he had to work with a dialect coach as he had lived and worked in uh, the United States for several years and had perfected his American accent in order to secure uh, regular employment. Which is why, uh, despite being English, his accent sucks in this movie. Um, Anne Hathaway does a better accent than him in this movie. Uh, um, can I just stop there for a second? So two things. Yep. Uh, one, I appreciate that his dad was a gangster. Uh, that reminds me of my favourite celebrity weird thing, which is that Woody Housen's dad was a hitman who murdered so many people uh, that he's technically classified as a mass murderer. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, not a kind thing, but yeah, the, the, the weird fact. Uh, and the second thing is, how the hell do you lose your accent so much you need a dialect coach to bring you back and the thing they bring you back to is nothing resembling an old accent that would cause way too much of an Jamie I've lived in you lived in Spain for a year I lived I've now lived in Canada for um, coming up on a year uh, I don't think I've lost my accent. I, 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 not, not yet. No, uh, I am. I am. In, I am looking forward to this podcast potentially chronicling your uh, your demise into a Canadian accent. Guys, if I come back and I'm ever like, "Hello, my name is Nicholas Nickleby. I like to be." He sounds. I thought he was Swedish. Like I, I saw yeah, his hair, no, I, and I genuinely just yeah. assumed he was like Norwegian and was doing a British accent and I was like well he's trying at least but the fact that he is actually from the UK and has yeah. the most garbage accent I've ever heard it's means so I bad. feel much more okay about being harsh about his performance in this film today oh, right. okay thank god oh, I'm so glad that you're going to agree with me that he sucked it anyway so um, right. my favourite thing uh, that I found while researching this film is under the trivia section on IMDb <laughs> it simply says despite the Victorian setting Charlie Hunnam managed to take off his shirt for a beefcake scene <laughs> 27 out of 29 found this interesting the, the, um, the trivia so section yes. on IMDb is very loose um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was very, very little actual trivia on there. Um, uh, but yes, that is uh, my fun facts about 
uh, Nicholas Nickleby released in 2002 oh so it was nominated for Golden Globe uh, Golden Globe uh, Best Musical or Comedy which is weird yeah it actually uh, despite um, what what I assume we are going to say uh, over the next uh, too long um, this received relatively decent reviews uh, Roger Ebert gave it three and a half out of four um, it's got an average of 78% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, the New York Times gave it a good uh, review it, it's it's not as critically panned as I expected it to be. Not that it's a so, terrible movie, but I didn't expect it to have good reviews. Here's my thing about it, and we'll go more to this later. Obviously, I liked it. And I was surprised by how much I didn't dislike it. I was going in... And I think that's I, fair. And I, I, th- I thought, God, this is going to be dry. And actually, there were loads of bits of it. I was like, oh, cool, that's actually good and fun. And then there was Charlie Hunnam, who just happens to be the character. <laughs> okay, let's I, let's not spoil. Let's not <laughs> let's not do the uh, the entire resume of what the, the entire critique of this film is going to be. Um, Alexander, <laughs> this is uh, this is of course your favorite part of the show. It is my favorite part of the show. Uh, of course, we are doing the uh, Six Degrees of Tom Hanks. Oh no, it's not. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I, I yes, we need to. I, that's not your favorite part of the show. Your favorite part of the show is the bit where you say this film begins like all good films should. But we will get on to that first. We must do Six Degrees of Tom Hanks for everyone. For anyone who hasn't listened to our last episodes, um, we are connecting these films back to season one uh, through Tom Hanks through the connection of the game Six Degrees of Tom Hanks, where you have to connect uh, the. Uh, this film to a film that Tom Hanks has been in by way of people who have appeared in it. Uh, we, of course, cannot use Anne Hathaway, otherwise we would just use the same connection every single week. Um, so, I've got mine. I think I can do it in two. I don't I don't think there's anyone in this film that has been in I can something do it in with one. Tom Hanks. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'll do my two. I can do, do it in one, two. and then I can do it in six. Okay. Um, so... Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give my two. Originally, I thought Christopher Plummer was the uh, old dude from that from Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close because they look quite similar, uh, but it's not. Max but then I did end up. Yes, yes, Max Fonsinau. Um But uh, he's not. Uh, he is Christopher Plummer, uh, and Christopher Plummer was in Knives Out uh, with Daniel Craig, and Daniel Craig was in Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. That's a good one. So that is my two-step, but I'm annoyed that apparently there is someone in this film that has appeared in a film with Tom Hanks. So I'll tell you what, I knew the one step without looking. I was then trying to find a second one, which would be more interesting, and I did look up some stuff about this one. So I just just wanted to say the second one, not very impressive. But uh, it's... uh, So Nathan Lane uh, was in uh, American Crime Story, uh, The Trial of O.J. Simpson, uh, in which David Schwimmer also starred. David Schwimmer stars yep. in Band of Brothers, as does Colin Hanks, who stars in the uh, Incredible Bert Wonderstone. Not the Incredible Bert Wonderstone. The, the magic wait, film. Wait, wait. No, 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 wait. Sorry, you've gone from David Schwimmer to Band of Brothers, which Tom Hanks is in. Well, We didn't remove all Tom of Hanks, the credits of that. Tom Hanks is in, all right? Tom Hanks okay, is- I guess he's in one, he's in one shot. We do not count. We, we took off we Tom Hanks. We do not count that. No, we don't count that. He's not in that. All right, so Colin Hanks. Okay, fair enough. So Colin in, Hanks is, is in Band of uh, Brothers. Band of Brothers. Uh, and Colin Hanks, obviously, is in Tom Hanks and does star in um, Burt Macklin, Wonder uh, Kid no. Magician. Oh, uh, fuck. What's that, film? What's that film called? The Irresistible Shit. Wonder. The, the Amazing. No, fuck. What's his name? Oh, fuck you. Oh, god damn it. Jingle We've, Jangle. Uh, <laughs> the Amazing okay, Jingle Jangle. You, I'll rem- you, right. Okay, you so tell me. You tell, tell me where I fucked up. Which is uh, Jim Broadbent stars in Cloud Atlas. Ah, oh, fuck! 
course he does. God damn it. Uh, well done, Alexander. Uh, you've done better than me there. Uh, I'm just trying to scroll back through our own fucking podcast so I can remember what that film was called. The Great Buck Howard. The Great Buck Howard. Because, of course, that's the only way to, to, to see the titles of films Tom Hanks is in by scrolling through our podcast. <laughs> what, what I appreciate, appreciate about The Great Buck Howard is obviously there is a, a Steve Carell film, which I think is the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Um, and yeah. every time I think of The Great Buck Howard, I just think of the incredible Burt Wonderstone because that's a much better title. That is, that is just innately a much better title about magicians. Uh, right, so of course. So we are we are half an hour into this podcast. Uh, <laughs> can you tell that maybe we were trying to avoid talking about this film? Um, I mean, Anne Hathaway is uh, is in this film. It is 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 in this, barely half. in this film for the first half, uh, well, and then it's in like three scene, scenes sure. in the second half. So, so I I think we can go through this sure. relatively think, speedily. That's fine. Okay, so uh, the film begins as all good films should. Uh, with a credit sequence that's right guys we don't believe about putting the credits at the end of the film you should put them at the beginning of the film in a little uh, kind of marionette show which is going to foreshadow the rest of the movie but forget about yeah. that we're moving through this quickly so the film also, actually also, begins wait, no, I do just want to say that, that that beginning credits is two and a half minutes long <laughs> I was furious <laughs> The film actually begins as this podcast did with dicks, but not like adult dicks. It's a baby. A baby's being born and is completely naked uh, and then gets thrown away. Uh, Nathan Lane is in the background giving a montage about people. Uh, what happens when your parents die? Voiceover, not montage, but yes. Sorry, no, voiceover. I apologize. I forgot my filmic techniques. Yeah, you, um, you, you should apologize. I should apologize. You, you moron, Alexander. How dare you? You're besmirch right. I, the good name of this podcast. I know better. And Nathan Lane introduced us to Nicholas Nickleby, the senior. He's dead now. Forget also about him. Also known as Santa. Yeah. And Nicholas Nickleby Jr. Oh, Jamie, i got to tell you about... Can I very briefly... I know we're, we're going long. But uh, so I have this idea for a Christmas movie, which I want to write, which is called Jared Christmas, which is okay. uh, about a woman who the year before, on Christmas Eve, she fucks this guy called Jared. And then... Yeah. Later in the year, she finds out she has an STD and needs to go tell everyone uh, that uh, she has an STD uh, and so needs to find Jared. And is going around... This is not Jared, our friend, obviously. This is just a song called Jared. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Jared, it just, it just happens to be that very a very specific name no, 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 that, no. you know, I only know one person ever called Jared and it's very specifically our friend. Yeah, it's, you've just gone not, with that very no, no, common no, 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 name, no, Jared Christmas. No, that isn't even common, a pun. No, it's it's common, not a it, pun. It's common in America. No, no, because it's common in America and she finds okay. out that he's Father Christmas's son and she has to go to the North Pole to tell him, that, like, to tell him by the way, you may have an STD case object <laughs> but she doesn't do this in like Santa's like, workshop but like, and surely, it's Jared Christmas you, Father Christmas Jared like Christmas Jerry Christmas or something like no, surely Jared you Christmas. give him a name that is not very specifically our friend's name when you're talking about someone that's got an STD <laughs> and also one that like makes a pun of the title no, the name no. Jared Christmas Jerry, makes no Jerry sense. Christmas is better actually Jerry Christmas is better but look I so, know no, no 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 so first of all very importantly I wasn't actually at when I wrote the one page for this, Jared was not in my mind at all. It was more in the context of like, I was... Th- no, wow, was all- br- uh, that's brutal for our friend, to be honest. <laughs> I was thinking of it in he context... He listens to this podcast. I know. I, Jared- I mean, no one is listening to this podcast the- by this point. Sure. But I was thinking of it in context of The Bachelor and people called Jared in The Bachelor. And so basically I'm thinking of someone wearing like a kind of uh, basketball jersey, but like, you know, the kind of like wife beatery ones who is like absolutely ripped. And he's like, Jared Christmas, bro. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I'm Jared Christmas. He's a complete douchebag. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> got it. His name's Jared Christmas. 
He's dread Christmas. <laughs> I didn't realise that at all. I just thought you just like just put the word Jared in front of Christmas. Like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. But <laughs> He's Jared Christmas. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this film begins um, and Nicholas Nickleby's uh, dad dead. is dead. Um, and so his uncle, played by Christopher Plummer, uh, sends him away to um, Jim Broadbent's torture house of fun. Um, Jim well, Broadbent yeah. takes him away. He has a sister, obviously, and a mother. The mother stays with them. The sister's put into a sewing is made to be a seamstress he goes to work in Jim Broadbent's house of boarding school of horrors um, apparently yeah, um, uh, boarding schools are horrific one point here Anne Hathaway does appear at one point here uh, running down the stairs yeah she, she like in one shot she runs down some stairs and then runs out the house um, oh, yeah. and then literally does not appear for another 40 minutes and I was like was fucking Anne Hathaway is only in this four second shot I could be so angry um, so yes yeah, so he goes off to uh, Jim Broadbent's um, boarding school that yeah, he runs sure. uh, with yeah, his York, sure. wife uh, in Yorkshire I went to a boarding um, school in Yorkshire Jamie <laughs> was it like this Ooh, uh, yeah I did how do I how did I not know I, like I knew you grew up in Jersey I knew yeah. you grew up in Scotland yeah never knew you'd spent time you'd, you'd spent time in the north I you? spent time in the north when I was 13 to 14 and a half 14 and a half a year and a half I spent in a boarding school in Yorkshire let me tell it, you it, what did they beat me is, black it, and blue yes they did <laughs> It is times like this uh, where I'm very thankful uh, that this podcast is basically only listened to by our friends because I have spent my entire life cultivating and ensuring that none of my friends are northern, so no one's going to be offended by this bit. Oh, Jamie, it's okay. This podcast has a long history of attempting accents and failing wildly. Uh, uh, so, that's okay because Jared um, Christmas loves us. Um, right, so okay, so he's at, he's at this school, uh, and and Jim Broadbent runs it there with his uh, with his wife, he wife? with his wife, wife who just tortures um, children. They, right? they, they are both t- extremely cruel. When they arrive there, we meet Smike for the first time, uh, yeah. played by his uh, Jamie Bell, who played uh, Billy Elliot in the movie, um, uh, who is I, I I can't tell whether he was supposed to be disabled or just be- like like weak I'm trying he to think, was kind of limping a lot sure but it in in the kind of what I would uh, this is probably not the best way to refer to it I'm trying to think of the the way he, I, the way I feel limps. the film would refer to him as he is crippled um, yeah but 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 he's yeah he, he's still being forced to do manual labour yeah. uh, for Jim Broadbent um, he explicitly is not one of the students at the school uh, he is someone that Jim Broadbent just like took in uh, and was like well you're not working the school you're, you're not going to be well, in the school so, so you're not going to learn but you're going to work instead I, I think he had previously been at the school and the money ah. stopped and when the money stopped they were like we're just going to use you as slave labour effectively yeah pretty um, much um so yeah, we, we get a few scenes of basically Nicholas uh, Nickleby not being particularly happy with Jim Broadbent's uh, way of running this school because uh, he tortures children um, when like like they get letters from home, but he he spanks a kid because because his dad didn't pay. Like the kid gets punished because the the yeah. dad didn't pay. Um, and he gets a letter being like, oh so. Your your mother has the consumption. Your uncle's taken to drink, and they've sent through eight cents, which covers the window that you broke last week. Um, and yeah, Nicholas Nickleby is not uh, not hugely 
happy about uh, how this uh, this place is being treated and he wants to get away because if you hadn't uh, known this is one of those books where someone someone leaves home and then meets a bunch of people so he's not going to be here for very long Jamie, do you know, uh, but do you he want- is going to have the funniest scene in the whole fucking film oh um, this is great this is very good so there's, so, so there's a there's, a, there's two girls that, yes there's two girls that um uh one girl has been like fancying him because the, the apparently so, apparently charlie hunnam is attractive so i don't get it i've never hated someone the, more than the, immediately when i saw this person's face the daughter of the house master the head the headmaster mm-hmm. oh she fancies she fancies mr nicholas nickleby doesn't she i know she's going for a bit yeah oh, it's a bit yorkshire it's fine and she really wants to marry him so she decides that, that she decides that she brings him a pen and she goes to yep. his classroom and says oh look I'm, I'm his daughter and he goes oh, how, how are you doing I'm Charlie Hunnam I'm talking like I'm a Viking <laughs> because that's what he does apparently and she's like oh will you fix my pen will you and he goes yeah sure he fixes her pen and she then goes to her friend she's like so we're engaged to be married She's she's like really she's like yeah he hasn't said it yet but uh, now I'm doing Welsh he hasn't said it yet but he saw it in his eyes I saw it in his eyes Um, and then and then in a later scene they're walking along together and she's like oh I'm I'm gonna pretend to faint and that'll get his attention I need to grab his attention shall I choke shall I choke oh no I think you should faint fainting's much more romantic yeah Um, so uh, she faints and then uh, comes. They're, they're like, Nicholas, come help! And, and and then a very strange thing happens, where the girl who is not fainted goes, "Oh, I think she's, you know, she's just fainted because of all of your flirting. She's maybe a little bit overwhelmed." And for some reason, Nicholas Nickleby just goes, "Not only was I not flirting with this woman, she's the fucking most ugly woman I have ever seen. I have no consideration. I would never even talk to this woman. She's horrible. I want to leave this place." And I'm like, what the fuck? It's so unnecessary. Jamie, you're so wildly mean about her. Jamie, you need to take out a page out of Jared Christmas's book, okay, and learn how to neg. All right, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, that's it's what Nicholas Nickleby is doing. Yeah, so he just, as Jared he Christmas just lays would. into this poor girl that's pretending to be fainted, um, uh, and then basically, like fifteen minutes later. He escapes. Whoa, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. that's all that's really very, important. No, he beats important. the shit out of Jim Broadbent. So so Smike Smike is like, I'm free now, and runs down to the moors. Uh, they capture and bring him back, and they're be- so they like tie him up, and they're like beating him in front of all these children. It's very horrific. Uh, and uh, Nicholas Nickleby is eventually like, you know what, fuck this. Grabs his cane because because they love each other. Smike and Nicholas love each other. Uh, platonically, yes, very friends. importantly, platonically. Uh, yes, yes, and- yeah. If, if yeah, absolutely platonically. If you think if you think that there was a scene that was very clearly supposed to be they were going to kiss and then they decided not to, you're li- it's absolutely just a friendship. Just we a friendship, get to that guys. Scene. Uh, and uh, Nicholas is like, screw this. Beats up the uh, he- headmaster, housemaster, and uh, flees with Smike. Not Smite. Not Smire. Just Mike. Terrible name. Smike. Yes, and I. I will, I will be making a joke about that name later. L- listen, listen in for about 20 minutes time when I'm going to make a joke about that name. Uh, isn't that exciting? Uh, so we then cut back and see uh, the daughter for the first time. 
who is with Christopher Plummer, the uncle. Uh, and uh, it's her and then a bunch of old white guys who are creepy as all fuck. Um, one oh, of them is like 65 and he's just like, oh, oh, she's she's not looking at me because she wants to fuck me. <laughs> Isn't that true? Come on, look at me if you don't want to fuck me. You can't look at me because you want to fuck me. Hey, everyone around this table, why don't we take bets about whether she wants to fuck me? Oh, yes, we'll all take bets. Ten pounds that she wants to fuck me. I'm definitely not 65 and she's definitely not like 19. Um... It's gross. Uh, yeah, so that, that's basically that scene. Um, yeah. And uh, Nicholas to... Nickleby escapes with yeah. Smike uh, and meets the Popo. Uh, well, Nathan Lane. Well, uh, yeah, also very quickly, the po- briefly, the Popo catches them as like, well done oh, for yes. beating that old man who's yes. five yeah, yeah, where he's like, I heard, I heard that you, uh, you uh, went, uh, I was turned up at their house and they said that you beat up Jim Broadbent <laughs> and I knew I had to catch up with you. <laughs> To fucking high five you, my man. Good <laughs> shit. Let's go. <laughs> um, and so yes, he meets uh, Nathan Lane, who runs a, a theatre troupe, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, which it. has uh, Alan Cummings and uh, Dame Ed Reveridge in it. Yep. Um, and uh, he just brings them in and is like, "Hey, you're you're going to come and join." Um, they're like, uh, they're they're rehearsing, and then they go, uh, "Romeo, are you you're doing all right." And they cut to uh, a very old Romeo uh, who has a broken leg, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get up. Let's let's go." And Nathan Lane's like, "Maybe, maybe, maybe, like I don't know. Don't you know? Maybe it's time to hang up the old boots. I've got this." Gorgeous little Charlie Hunnam here. I've got this who gorgeous, would be a fantastic sweet. Romeo. Again, so Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> I, I feel happy saying this because Charlie Hunnam is now very attractive. He looks horrible in this oh, film. Oh no! I look just... up the poster. I do not get this look. It's like the blonde wispy bangs. Like I think it's a horrible look. I, I think he. I, I. I immediately hated him the second okay, I saw so, him. Okay, so my question um, is: Have you seen Leonardo DiCaprio in either Titanic or Romeo and Juliet? Uh, yes. I think obviously he's more attractive than Johnny. <laughs> so apparently Siri has not seen. Stop <laughs> listening to me, you son of a. Siri has not seen Leonardo DiCaprio and Johnny. Uh, um, so yes, I can see that it's that sort of look, but I also think, like, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio is attractive, but I also think that's a very bad look. Like, I, I, like the 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 the, the middle parting bangs looks bad. I don't know why it was popular in the late nineties, early two thousand, as Al tries to uh, to potentially decide whether his new haircut is a middle parting or not. Um, uh, and and hey, Alexander, uh, you've you've made it into a middle parting, and I will tell you, you immediately look worse. No, it was a middle parting already. Um, Jamie, importantly, you know us as a middle parting. Jared Christmas. It, it's all in the script, Jamie. It's all in the script. Uh, right, we're gonna sell this to so, Netflix and make so, so much yeah, money. Anyway, Charlie Hunnam, he's gonna play Romeo, uh, and. Um, then they look at Smike and they go, well, this boy looks very sickly and dying. You know what role he should play? The apothecary. You know, doctors. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, he's going to be the apothecary. Uh, it comes to opening night uh, and Smike, well, he's he's a little bit nervous. Um, uh, so Romeo is out there on, on stage and says, what ho, apothecary? And he doesn't come out. And everyone's getting a little bit nervous. They're all looking and... and he sort of hobbles out on stage and he goes 
I don't remember what his fucking line is. Oh, hey, it me, me, apothecary. Uh, and then everyone starts clapping for some reason. Because like they're... one of those fake stories of like, and then everyone in the lunch hall <laughs> booed the bully and, and carried me out. No, I think um, I think because earlier on Nathan Lane basically sets up the like, and I think this is definitely a, I can't remember if this was true in like the Victorian era, but definitely true in like, I don't know, like ancient, ancient Greek theatre of like, they put him in because they, he was like people will feel so much pity for you they will just automatically weep at your face <laughs> um, they, they will be inspired by that you have, that you have come out to do this and I, I, I think that yeah. is um, we also at some point around this area basically get the setup for 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 something I don't really understand but basically the uncle as Christopher Plummer needs Nicholas Nickleby dead or gone or something well, so he, he can get the inheritance or something, or get the the estate, or money, or something. Uh, I don't know. The uncle decides he has a vendetta no, against no, Nicholas Nickleby so, from so, some point so in the middle of the film. Basically, what happens is this: um, you, uh, Did you even watch the film? Um, I mean, admittedly, I watched it while playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but even I remember this. Uh, <laughs> so, so what basically happens is like Nicholas gets a letter saying, "Hey, this, this weird ass old dude who's trying to like marry slash rape your sister." Um, and he's like, to London we go. And Nathan's like, like, what, you're leaving? And he's like, yeah. And Nathan Lane's like, goodbye. I'm the best character in the movie. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so at which point... <laughs> oh, just, I don't know if it, I agree with that, but anyway. Oh, interesting. Um, so at this point, we we go back. We Slightly earlier, we saw that like his sister was taken to the theatre by the uncle, along with the mother, and that the sister was basically like sexually assaulted by the creepy old dude again, who was like, you little bitch, I'm going to marry you and fuck you all the time I want. It's very gross and no one likes it. Uh, so Nicholas shows back up, goes to the old country club where the old guy is and all the people who are around the dinner table is, including one person who is slightly younger uh, and had always liked the sister, didn't like the kind of weird sexist stuff they were doing. Uh, and the old guy's like, uh, your sister was a bitch. And Nicholas is like, yo, are you the person who's been insulting my sister? Beats the shit out of him and then gets yep. dragged out. Uh, the uncle's like, I'll get... Uh, the, the old guy's basically like, we're going to put... No, so two things happen. One, the old guy's like, I'm going to pull out my investment from because the uncle is a speculator that's how Nicholas's father lost all his money was in speculation and uh, they're like we're, we're oh gonna- yeah we, we, we forgot about one another very weird thing which is right at the beginning of the film where Nathan Lane is uh, is um, narrating it and yeah as you say so he was a speculator and then he lost all his money on a speculation and then he just says and then he went to bed and a few days later, he died. It's just like, he, he just he just went asleep. He was like, oh, I've lost all my money. Guess I'm just going it, to... It's like those old like stories of like old wives of like, oh, yes, dear, dear, dear Emma, she was taken with... Con- Your mother's lying down. She's she's a little exhausted now. And then she, they just die out of nowhere. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, the, the, dad, the dad died because he was he died sad. died with a broken heart. Um, yeah. So, yes, so at this point, and the younger guy pulls out because he's like, you treat your, did you treat your, like, family incredibly poorly? I don't want to work with you. So he's like, I'll yeah. get my revenge on Nickleby. He's my enemy. Uh, simultaneously, the uh, headmaster from Yorkshire is like, I want money because he beat me. Give me 50 pounds. Um, uh, and comes back down uh, to see them. The, the Nicklebys are, you know, off independently. They're kind of... Um, uh, you know, living their life with Spike, uh, Nicholas sees uh, Anne Hathaway for the first time, or well, for the second time, 
uh, the second time. Yeah, I'd like at, at some, yeah, at some sort of office or something. Job she, shop, I think. I think it's like a job center. Is it a job shop? Uh, job center. Uh, so yeah, she's in there. They they like exchange one look, uh, and they're like, hey. Yeah, this this movie's real fucking long, uh, but uh, but we need to set up for the the romantic. So let me look at you real quick. Okay, cool. Right, I'll see you in like twenty Die. minutes, and then we'll get married. Um, he also meets uh, Timothy Spall at this point, who is great. Um, he's playing a Willy Wonka looking motherfucker. Yeah. Um, uh, and also has a twin brother who also <laughs> is dressed up like a Willy Wonka looking motherfucker. Um, and they're like, uh, hey, well, let's take you under our wing. We're going to pay you £150 uh, a year. Um, isn't that fun? Um, and I don't know, there's some shit that happens over the next couple scenes, but basically he ends up getting into a scheme with Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, it turns out, uh, oh, her oh. dad... There are, so, 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 sorry, just on this. Yeah, he gets a job with the Willy Wonka guys. Um, the uncle tries to kidnap Smike uh, with the mean uh, housemaster. That doesn't work. You, you're right, sorry. They then get into a scheme. Sorry, apologies. Just don't yes, know. they get into a scheme. Uh, Anne Hathaway's dad, basically, is expecting her to earn a buttload of money because he's dying and he needs, like, looking after and, and care and whatever. Played he's by Filch. Um, he's in debt, so uh, he needs uh, he needs his debts paid off, and he wants Anne Hathaway to do it. So uh, these two uh, Willy Wonka guys are like, "Look, the dad doesn't like us, but we want to give money to Anne Hathaway. So the way we want to do that is she wants to be an artist. So we want to we think if she just commissions a bunch of art, then we can use that to pay her. But if the dad knows it comes from us, he won't accept it. So how about you?" go and commission all the art and we'll give you the money and that's how she'll get out of it. Horipsy daisy Fun times! Uh, I, I, we're not going to talk about these characters a lot because they, but they are great fun. Uh, they both look exactly the same. They've got ridiculous hair, haircuts uh, and they, they are super whimsical. Um, so yeah, he's um, uh, now in his scheme with, with Anne Hathaway and they finally get to have one conversation uh, where they immediately say they're in love with each other. They're like, fucking hell, come on, there's, there's 30 minutes left in this film, let's get moving! Um, uh, and they say they're in love with each other, and Anne Hathaway uh, so, so goes to, like, with her eyes, looks at Charlie Hunnam and goes, this is how you fucking do an accent, you dickhead. Uh, because her accent is fine. Um, she's, uh, Anne great. Hathaway, she's going to do an English accent several times in her career. It is perfectly doable all right it, it is yeah, it, it, yeah compa- no, when, when you're alongside a dude who is english it oh, looks really well, embarrassing that's my thing it's it's like uh, it is a there are so many bad english accents including charlie hunnam's that like anne hathaway's is one that i think would annoy no british person no british person would yeah, like hear exactly. anne hathaway's an accent and be like oh, that's terrible um, and so uh, just as he uh, we start the love story with him and Anne Hathaway they're like okay time to spend 15 minutes with Nicholas Nickleby and Smike flirting uh, because yeah. Smike Smikey's not doing well um, he's he's feeling a little ill uh, and so so wistfully Nicholas Nickleby takes him on adventures as his, as his dying wishes um, and he takes him on walks and stuff um, Charlie Hunnam has to cry twice and he's not good at it no. um uh, eventually he takes him out to uh, to a chaise long in like a beautiful british back, field back in his childhood home so it's back at uh, uh nicholas nickleby's childhood home which they've left at the beginning of the film yeah um so so he's there and 
And Smike looks him deeply in the eyes and says, thank you so much, Nicholas, for helping me. And then you, you're certain they're going to lean in for the kiss and then they don't and he dies. And then Charlie Hunnam has to cry again. Um, and... and uh, yeah, he's he's yeah. he's not particularly good at it, uh, and so we sort of uh, head towards the denouement of the film. Sure, um, um, uh, so Anne Hathaway and Charlie Hunnam agree to marry, I believe. No, no, no. So what what happens is, uh, God, this is a, this is a, a weird section. Um, the uncle's like, so the uncle has basically been on this crusade against Nicholas Nickleby. That's why they try to kidnap Smike because he wants to take away any form of joy from Nicholas. Um, so what he decides to do is he goes, hey, creepy old guy who tried to rape my niece, uh, how about you marry Anne Hathaway? Her Anne dad Hathaway. owes yes, me yes, like yes, 10 right. grand in debt. Uh, I'll forgive his debt if he marries his daughter off to you. And the creepy old guy's like, oh, yes, young women, I love it. Uh, so they go to the wedding. The wedding's happening. Nicholas Nickleby's like, oh, shit, no. Goes to uh, stop the wedding, goes to see it. And it's like, why don't you be part of my family? And your dad can be part of my family too. You don't have to marry me. We just want to love you and be. And she's and Anne has gone through a lot. She's she's jaded, right? She's been hurt. Uh, she is cynical uh, to some extent. She's like, well, I got to stick out this out. And she turns around. And they look at her dad, and her dad's dead. The Tadjus Rooms died. Yes, like 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 many people did in Dickens' times, uh, they died. <laughs> so so true to form, uh, Filch is dead. Um, Jamie, people die now too, by the way. <laughs> nah, nah, I think you're lying. In, in the post-apocalypse, Alexander, everyone has already died. That's so true. actually the death rate is way down because there's That's just true. less people That's to true. die. Fun fact, Jamie, every time people die in the post-apocalypse, they become more of a raccoon until they are a raccoon. <laughs> um, that's where okay. you're 15% raccoon. Um, ah, yes, yes, of course. But I'm thank zero. <laughs> I fear the raccoons. It, it is. Uh, um, we'll fix so you. yeah, we we basically reach uh, the end the end of the film uh, and get ready, guys. My my Smike joke is coming up in about sixty <laughs> seconds time. <laughs> so so uh, Christopher Plummer basically gets uh, a letter. Uh, so yeah, we, we we have the big kiss between Anne Hathaway and and Charlie Hunnam. It's it's they they go away and they have a lovely conversation and they have a kiss. It's fun. Um, uh, and Christopher Plummer has received a letter. Now, Alexander, do you remember what that letter said? Because yeah. I can't. I so remember Ch- what happens in the rest of the Charlie scene. Tom, actually, Charlie Holmes says this at the beginning of... Uh, and actually, sorry, just a briefly set up. Throughout the movie, there's been this old drunk guy who seemed to know the uncle. You don't know from where. He seemed to know something, and the uncle like ruined him because he knew that thing. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Um, when going to the wedding, someone tells Charlie Hunnam, by the way, your uncle just lost like 10 grand he lost a massive investment he just lost 10 grand which obviously in Victorian time is like 180 grand or or a million pounds or whatever I I don't understand Victorian money no one does Um, and he tells his uncle this he's like by the way you just lost a shit ton of money and actually because you forgave this dead guy's debt uh, you're now super broke and the uncle's like what goes back home finds out that he's super broke he's like oh shit and and then they come to say uh, someone, someone comes in and is basically like there's been a death in your family. And he goes, what? We couldn't possibly be Nicholas and Nickleby, would it? <laughs> That'd be too exciting. And then Charlie Hunnam comes in and goes, wrong, bitch. Um, so I learned something that you once had a son and and you you had a, you'd had an affair with a with a lady and 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 made her made her pregnant and then made her give away the baby or something like that. Um, uh, and then that baby was was given away to 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 a man who ran an orphanage 
and and then then he grew up to to work for that orphanage and 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 then he died in my arms it was smike all along and here's my smike joke uh so <laughs> uh, one of the well, guys look, is explaining everyone, like yeah everyone, so I, I dropped him clear off clear the audience the smike joke is coming <laughs> It's my joke uh, so, so I, 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 the guy's like, yeah, yeah, no, I dropped him off uh, and I told him his name. I, uh, I said it was Mike. Um, and, and I imagine that this conversation went something like this, where he goes, uh, yes, here's this baby. Uh, it's Mike. And the guy went, what, Smike? And they went, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. It's definitely Smike and not Mike. So I think this kid's name is actually Mike. But it was, a, do, you get, do you get the joke, Alexander? So it was like the person said, it's Mike. But he, he got confused. <laughs> I thought he said Smike. Well, these people are Yorkshire. Alexander, I would like to, I would like to make so a request. No, I would like to make a request on this show because people who are listening, people who are listening to this podcast, may have thought that that joke fell flat. But you were laughing. You laugh a lot on this show, but for some reason you decide to laugh very quietly, and it makes it sound like my jokes aren't as funny as they actually are. I would request you vocalise your laughs more. But Jamie, I like the idea that everyone thinks I'm just way funnier. That's it's, I have my own personal laugh track. And I love that. Uh, anyway, that was my sure. smike joke. Uh, and smike. so, yeah, basically, they're like, uh, yeah, you basically just uh, had your own son killed. Um, congratulations. Um, and then Christopher Plummer goes up into the attic. Uh, he looks out of uh, the attic at uh, some some kids selling vet. newspapers on the street. No, no, no. He's, he's a war veteran. He's lost a leg in the war. He's wearing medals, Jamie. He's singing no, and I, I, begging. He's what, a disabled We were five minutes from veteran. the end of this movie. I was already furious. <laughs> 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 so yeah, he sees he sees Tiny Tim out there on the street, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, he he hangs himself. Um, he, I, he yeah he did. Chris yeah. Palmer no, no I believe because he's he's annoyed that his son was best mates with his worst enemy, and his worst <laughs> enemy is Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> who is of course Santa um, yeah. so we finally get the happy ending where Nathan Lane is officiating uh, a dual wedding uh, we did, the, 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 sis, the sister is marrying some someone uh, and then the, I can't tell if the sister is marrying the nice rich guy from the beginning of the film or if it's just someone else entirely who shows up midway through but I have no idea it's, it's someone uh, and then Anne Hathaway and Nicholas Nickleby are getting married and I don't know about you Alexander but uh, if I'm ever officiating a wedding uh, this this joyous wondrous occasion uh, I immediately talk about how both of the people getting married's dad died for, like at length I, I, I really I, go in depth I, and remind them of this very sad sure? thing maybe not in depth but, but I've definitely been at weddings and if one of their parents has died it does get referenced like it, there is there is inevitably a wedding uh, there's always you know the bit where it's like you know uh, the, where people say like you know it's really sad for all those who couldn't make it who weren't aren't here today we miss my gran who just died my granddad who whatever I think those people do get referenced at weddings I think you know yeah, there's a bit just, of a trying, you know just, any, trying to, any, just trying to make a little joke it's no, fine yeah, no, no it's bad fine joke, Jamie it's Jamie, fine. Jamie, no, Jamie no. you're my personal laugh track I'm not here just to laugh at you I'm here to <laughs> Look, challenge it's fine. you you didn't laugh at the joke like you don't at any of my other ones <laughs> so the experience for the audience would have been the exact same um, so yeah Nathan Lane um, is officiating the wedding all of the uh, acting troupe is there which is fun uh, and, and this <laughs> film ends like all good fucking Shakespeare's should with, yeah, yeah. with a dance for some reason I, where Alan Cummings is uh, is like 
fucking tap dancing uh, in a field. Well, Jamie, uh, Jamie, 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 your Scottish girlfriend's going to be really fucking pissed. He's wearing a kilt, all right? Yes, yes. What yes. kind of dance do you think he's doing? He's, like, he's, he's tap doing dancing. a Kaylee. He's doing a Kaylee. Right, he's doing a Highland he's doing dance. A hi- Highland dance. He's doing a Highland Kaylee. Uh, <laughs> Those aren't the same things. So he's doing a Highland tap dance. He's doing just a um, Highland dance. He's, he's just doing a Highland he's, dance. He's drinking whiskey. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's doing a Highland dance. Uh, and then we cut away to um, Anne Hathaway and uh, Nicholas Nickleby at uh, his dad's grave with, with everyone just doing a dance and in the back. Grave. Like in the background, they're all just doing a little yeah. circly dance. Yes, uh, so it's Nicholas Spike. Nickleby's grave and then Smike has been buried next to him. Um, and then they uh, walk off, and that's the end of the film. Um, and 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 they list the credits in order of appearance. Which, if this is a film where there's lots of people in it, who you'd be like, "Oh, who's that?" And you're going to go to IMDb a lot of the time. Listing it by order of appearance is very fucking annoying. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's this film. Goodness gracious, Alexander. So, um, Jamie, you know what time is it for? You know what it's time for? You know what it's time for? Oh, God, it's... Yes, of course. Before we get into discussing this film, it is, of course, our new favourite segment, Anagrams. That is where we take the title of this film and we try to describe the plot of the film yeah. by making an anagram of the title. Um, I have four. None of them are very good. I have four and... That's right, I have five, of which one is completely nothing to do with the film. No, two are completely nothing to do with the film and one is uh, good. Okay, I've I've got boy is kill. Okay. <laughs> boy is chill. <laughs> Shackle boy. You may have noticed that I figured out you could spell the word boy. <laughs> uh, Shackle boy, or finally, boy is nice. <laughs> Aww, those are quite good. Um, so the one which has nothing to do with this is well, a little bit to do with this is obey Hanks, Nick, because obviously we used to be a Tom Hanks podcast. Uh, so I was like, yo, you should obey Hanks and you know, not <laughs> okay. beat people up. Uh, then there's uh, no cash, because uh, Nick's got no cash, all right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd, I would say you're leaving a lot of letters on the table oh, there yeah, with yeah, no yeah. cash. Well, I mean, same with my next one, which is uh, similar in your theme of boy. Uh, I went for sick boy. Sick boy. Because there, there's a sick there boy. Is, there, is, there is many sick boys in this film. Uh, then to American listeners, they should remember to abolish ice. <laughs> Okay, that has nothing to do with this sure. film. And then uh, the one I think um, is the one I think is good and actually has something to do with it is nice loyal hick. Nice loyal hick. Because that's Nicholas Nickleby. He's a hick. He's from he's from Somerset, and uh, not that you can tell by the accent. Uh, and he's nice and loyal. Right, everyone loves him, and he's loyal to Smike. Except when Smike's like, "I love you, Nicholas," and he's like, "I love you too, as a friend." All right, that's not loyal. That's just dickish. Ah, <laughs> uh, so this film um i think i agree with you as what you said early on about i was surprised how much i didn't dislike this film i'm not saying i liked it but i didn't dislike it and that's because especially like this rotating cast of fantastic uh british and uh british actors plus nathan lane um Wait, wait, is Nathan Lane British? No. Or was I just slamming Nathan Lane? Okay, yeah, cool. So, yeah, I was saying that he's not British, not that yeah, he's yeah. not an amazing actor. I wasn't just randomly slamming uh, Nathan Lane. Um, uh, Nathan Lane, really what's this... he done? Uh, so, a lot of this film is is really quite good fun. So, it's pitched as a dramedy, and and I th- 
I think it does quite affect... It's funnier than I expected it to be. There's really good, fun, light moments, like you said. The bits with Timothy Spall's character are great. Um, Jim Broadbent's incredible in this. I think Christopher Plummer is amazing in this. I think he's so good. That's why I sort of questioned your... Maybe Nathan Lane's the better character, but I think I think Chris Plummer knocks it out of the park. I, I'd like for for what is not a hugely great script. It's not a bad script, but it's not a great script in terms of the the drama of it. Um, he he makes it really engaging and plays a very good villain. Um, and like a lot of the drama is still good and engaging, and interspersed nicely with uh, with good comedy moments. And then there's Charlie Hunnam in this film. And unfortunately, in a film called Nicholas Nickleby, if if the person playing Nicholas Nickleby isn't very good, that takes up quite a majority of the film. So I think what I land on is this is a good film that that genuinely I would have really enjoyed with and I'm not gonna it could be a case of direction it might just be that his accent is terrible I know Charlie Hunnam can act he's good in other things but he's not good in this and and he cannot carry this film and it's unfortunate because there are lots of good elements elsewhere what are your thoughts um yeah no I, I I pretty much agree right like it's uh very much the case that like I like so much about this film. You know, I, I, I like Nathan Lane. I agree. I think Christopher Plummer is really good. I think Anna Hathaway is really good. I think... Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's not in it a lot, but she... she sure. I think Jamie Bell's... Like, for, for- Gives decent performance for a, for a film that like really has to cram its love story into yeah. the last forty minutes. Like uh-huh. she does quite well. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, I I think it basically comes down to two things for me. One is that. I have long struggled with Dickens. Like at uni, I never successfully managed to finish one. I find the uh, narrative structure of character goes out into the world and like goes meets this character and goes meets this person and goes meet this person and goes meet this person and doesn't necessarily yeah. grow. And like that, then that's not true of all Dickens characters. Obviously, something like Great Expectations characters grow. Um, David Copperfield, like it's. But it, but it, you know, it's more of a, and it's it's partly, and I've I've long maintained this because of the way that Dickens's novels were originally written. They were written f- as periodicals, right? They were written as to be yes, published yes, this, chapter this was by released chapter. periodically as well. Yeah, um, and I think in that kind of structure, like, a, and which is why I think Dickens is probably often best served as a TV show. Those kind of things work super. Well. It is it is very serious, civilized drama, not periodic drama. Um, you know, it's. It works super well on TV because, like, that kind of structure of character goes to a new place and meets new characters and does new things is, is the structure of a TV show. It isn't necessarily yeah. the structure of a movie where you expect to have more of an arc, you expect things to change, it, rather than just, like, a character goes on a journey and meets new people and then, comes, and then ends pretty much the same way they started um, without having changed at all. That That's not really a narrative arc for film or theatre. It is more of a narrative arc not as an act of art, but like the literal plot of TV shows and uh, some novels. So, I, so I, I struggle with that in a sense. I do think that Charlie Hunnam is. I, I look, and I, I think we reiterate this a lot. Obviously, acting is hard. Making movies is hard. With that said, like, I don't know if he was just poorly directed in this. I don't know if the script was particularly bad. I don't know if it's just his bad accent is holding him back. If because he's doing this accent so much he is 
struggling to like do other things but to, it is incredibly one note and like hey yeah. there are good one notes you know like there are some notes when people are like that's a fuck you know the, in in uh, hallelujah the 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 Lennon <laughs> whatever the Lennon Cohen song they talk about that secret chord that David played to please the Lord this is not the secret chord alright if this is one <laughs> note this is not that note it is a very like I am David Nickel I'm Nicholas Nickleby hello I sound like I'm from Sweden and he sounds like he's from Sweden the entire film and I thought for a long time at least he's trying to do an English accent and it's really disappointing he's from <laughs> castle and can't do this so it's it's i'll tell you what and i will i will do this for the next episode um i really want to oh yeah the next chronological episode i am going to watch the new uh, amanda Nucci, uh david copperfield because okay what i like i think what's best in this one is the comedy's really good i think the comedy is really good in this yeah and i like it what I dislike is the central performance. Now I know Dev Patel is a good actor, so I want to see if there's a Dick, if there is a version of a Dickens thing that I like that isn't the Muppets Christmas Carol, because obviously the Muppets Christmas Carol is the best version of any Dickens thing of ever, course. better than Dickens himself. You got Michael Caine, you got Kermit, Kermit the Frog doing some great stuff. Uh, Honestly, got... I I would have enjoyed this film more if Kermit the Frog played Nicholas no. Nickleby. <laughs> have you have you seen a Muppets Christmas Carol? Uh, of course I have. Oh man, what a film! What a film! And, and honestly, a Muppets Nicholas Nickleby would have been great. All right, no, you don't even need to become the frog. Put a little water from the new ones. Little Walter should be Nicholas Nick. No, he can be Spike. He Walter can be Spike. <laughs> have come at the frog as Nicholas Nickleby, and uh, yeah, and then Fozzie Bear can be the cruel housemaster uh, abusing children. Uh, such fun, such fun. And then Jared Christmas shows up, of course, because there's like a crossover. <laughs> Um, so uh, we, we, we we didn't say what we rate so of course for people who haven't listened before um, uh, we rate these films on th- we have three okay we have three things which we rate on a numerical value then we have a binary choice about whether this film is being stashed away we didn't really touch on this um, whether this is going in the Hathaway stash away uh, which is the collection of films we're going to use to galvanise humanity to fight back against the aliens and the after the apocalypse has happened which has happened um, and then we are also we haven't really got a name for this we need we're we going to call it the hunk list what are we going to call the, the the ranking of Anne Hathaway's um, uh, love interests um, I like the hunk list I think I've nailed it <laughs> <laughs> immediately just off the bat <laughs> number one with a bullet okay okay I can take the hunk, the hunk list sounds like no, a no, good no. one I'm, I'm mostly joking we can change something else uh, we'll, we'll discuss what, we'll, this we'll, we'll, we'll figure out we'll figure something out alright placeholder uh, name the hunk list uh, where we are rating all of Anne Hathaway's love interests uh, and I it's not, it's not, not looking good for Charlie Hunnam, I'll be honest. Um, uh, so, firstly, the film ratings. Obviously, you only give whole numbers, uh, yeah. and I I go down to tenths because I'm sure. a dickhead. Uh, so I'm going to give this a 3.2. Uh, I think... Ooh. I think it would be mean I think it would be mean to give it lower than a three because there is so much I like about it. And and I think I think those who have those who have done well should uh, should not be detrimentally punished uh, for Charlie Hunnam being a wet sack of a human being. 
Yeah, then again, Charlie Han, we know you've done better previously. Don't worry about this, all right? People grow, you grow yeah. in ability. Charlie, you're fine. I know you're a, I know you're a big listener of the podcast. Obviously, we've been we've been worried about this episode coming up because <laughs> you do message us every week being like, Hey, great episode this week, guys. Yeah. Um please don't mention me in any of the friends' thoughts, but I've been having a really sure. good time. <laughs> and, and Charlie, uh, but, of course, but, if you want to you know. But, but, and, and look, I just want to throw this out there, Charlie. If you want to star as Jared Christmas in the uh, as in the Jared Christmas movie, you can star as Jared Christmas. Just call my agent. How about your agent? Call my agent. We're going to get this Jared Christmas movie onto Netflix by next year. All right, let's bring some joy into the world. Uh, yeah. But y- yeah, yeah. So what was? It? Oh, you give it two points. I, I, right, I just sure. said yes, Alexander. Sure. <laughs> it was a placeholder word to be like, yes, I'm listening. Uh-huh, <laughs> I, yes. I've heard. I see that I'm, you made I'm, a joke. I I, yes, it. I have not. I have not phased out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in terms of what I'll give it score wise, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm much the same. Um, I, I, there is so you know, it's well shot. It, the, oh, the score's great. I really like the score all the way through. It's fun. It's jaunty. It kind of gets the vibe really well. Um, I like the art direction. I like everything about this film. But Charlie Adams, so I'm giving it a three. Um, yeah, yeah, three. Good. Uh, so I'm. I'm in a bit of a pickle here with our Anne Hathaway rating. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I go down to the tenths, uh, but I gave I gave her a three point five in the Cat Returns, and I gave her a three point six in the Princess Diaries, and and I do think she is better in this than in the Cat Returns, but worse than in the Princess Diaries. So I think I do have to give her a three point five five. Right, so you're going to one hundredths now. You are going to one hundredths. I'm going to the I, I don't think I will do that. But I, the reason I wanted to go down to tenths is very specifically so I could be like, oh, this is better than the other one. But I have immediately screwed myself by rating two films so close to each other. So, so Nicholas Nickleby is getting a three point five five for me um, for for Anne Hathaway's performance. I think she's good in this. I think, uh, yeah, her accent is perfectly fine. It's not uh, anything incredible. Um, she's not given a lot to do, but she makes herself uh, a sweet and endearing character uh, with what little she has to do. Um, yeah, I this, this is very much like Anne Hathaway's like waif, is waif the right word? But like, this, this stage of her career where what she's doing is playing like the love interest to uh, men that will later be less famous than she is. Um, and so <laughs> you can't watch it and feel not that she's wasted a little because I've seen her do better. I know she can do better. Um, you know, and it's not that she's not trying her hardest. It's the film's not giving her enough. Um, and in that sense, you know, I want more Anne Hathaway. I want her. Uh, she'll do great in the Jared Christmas movie. She can star as obviously the the actual lead, not Jared Christmas. I'm gonna get her star. This it'd be great. Oh man, I want to make so much money on Netflix. Cocaine and hooker money. Wow, um, wow, Alexander. That's you know that's a classic man writing a movie. About- about a woman but naming it after the man because, because you think it's more marketable uh, I just I, I because, don't know about this Jamie, Jamie, <laughs> I, I, I'm out I'm pulling out I, my investment I just want you to think of, I don't want you think of the poster it's Charlie Hunnam bare chested in the snow oh, with a Santa hat I, on I, and and it's like Jared Christmas and then you also someone's just like crudely screwed the word like fuck by Jared so it's like fuck Jared Christmas I, I want uh, I want people to look up right now on your phones the poster for Nicholas Nickleby and understand why I say I never want to see Charlie Hunnam on a poster for a film again. He can be in films. I'm not saying he's he's just not allowed to be on the poster because the fucking poster... He, it, I hate the poster. I wanted to punch him before I started watching the film. So, um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to give her a three. I, I think she's good in this. I, I just don't think she's anything. I, I don't imagine her looking back that she would be like, this is, you know, I should have won the Oscar for this. It's, it's perfectly functional. She is a good part of a good film, except for Charlie Hallam. Very sorry, Charlie. Good. Um, and then we've got uh, the Sweetheartometer. How much is uh, Anne Hathaway America's sweetheart yeah, America, in yeah. this film? Thank See, you for the I'm going to immediately say that uh you know this is this is set in the 1850s uh this is you know only uh, only only a, a generation after the americans cast aside Truly. the british forcefully and and ruthlessly uh and you know i i will personally say that i think that was a mistake but i think in terms of accepting that that's what their decision was they have to reject Anne Hathaway wholeheartedly. In fact, she sh- I'm going to I'm going to go so far as to give her a negative number here because I think she is actively betraying the people of her homeland by uh, starring hey, in this Brit. film as a British woman. It's someone someone so heinously against all American values. So she is getting a minus one. I think you're insane. Um, I think <laughs> there was definitely a boom. There was definitely a boom of these kind of like period dramas, like in the late ni- like in the nineties and in a little bit into the two thousands. They kind of, that for the most part, that's stopped now. Um, and I think you know, in that sense, in terms of the kind of cultural zeitgeist, I can understand why she was in a period movie because like those were things winning Oscars. I mean, uh, what Shakespeare and Love wins the the Academy Award in two thousand one. Um, yep. or maybe 2003 I can't remember exactly maybe Something it was 2002 like but but it's you know in terms of the zeitgeist this was definitely a career choice uh, and not in a bad way and I, I, I think there is something endearing about this I just don't think it's I don't think you would have watched this movie and been like wow Anne Hathaway um, so in, in that sense I will give her a 2 I think there is something there I don't think she's quite there yet Interesting. And before we uh, go into the stash away, uh, we of course must do the ha- the, the 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 hunk list. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does Nicholas Nickleby fall? So, I I, let me I read think you I list. we're not gonna. We're, no, no, I read your list. There's only four. No, no. Okay, fine. Okay, so on Jamie's fine. list, sure. his order goes uh, at, at number uh, four: the Baron, the cat returns because he was a cat. Uh, number three: McSwillison from oh, the Christmas Stories. Oh, I f- I forgot. I forgot that I'd put the cat at the bottom. Actually, that makes yeah. this tougher. Okay. Idiot. Idiot. Uh, best Mormon boy, the other side of heaven, and number two, and Michael, the Princess Diaries, and number one. Uh, I put it. Uh, so mine goes uh, Arctic Monkey Boy. That's Michael uh, from the Princess Diaries, number uh, six. Uh, six. Six. Mormon, uh, and number five uh, from the other side of heaven. Uh, that's actually number sorry that's number four uh, like, number five. and Hathaway's Japanese crush uh, The Cat Returns is in at number three McSwillison is in at number two and The Baron The Cat Returns is at number one okay I, I really want to I, I want to set the precedent now that we should not be reading these lists every single week <laughs> I think week. at a point we should just no, we should just decide where it goes and then say like oh who's like above and below Jamie where it tell goes. you what I won't read out yours but I will always read out mine compromise I beg I, be- I- <laughs> beg you not to <laughs> um, but so yes this this does 
because I, I I I wanted to put Nicholas Nickleby last. I I immediately I was like I, he needs to go last, but I did forget that I put the Baron at the bottom because he is a cat, and and we are the 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 reason. The, the the logic behind these are we are saying is these are the rankings of who we want Anne Hathaway the real person to to get married to right? She's already married and has kids, but sure, yeah. Well, I thought that was I, what we established. I, we, we, that's who I, we I, think. I, I, I We're not rating them as like characters no, or like or well, like. No, but I'm just saying it's like the ultimate love interest. All right. Okay, so so wait, that, that's that's what I want to be clear on. Are we sure. rating them as like film critically about sure. whether they are no, good. No, 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 not film no. critically. We are rating them about Ultimate who we want Anne Hathaway to be with. Yeah, from the heart, all right? From the heart. Okay, so I have to keep the cat at the bottom because it's a cat and Anne <laughs> Hathaway should no, not have Jamie, sex with a cat. It's a cat statue, all right? Get your shit together. It's <laughs> she also shouldn't fuck a cat statue, so I am going to have to prop, uh, plop in Nicholas Nickleby just above the Baron uh, and therefore I believe below McSwillison. Uh, yes, so that would be uh, Nicholas Nickabilly coming in number four for you. Coming in number four. Uh, below McSwillison, um, who is more of a dick, but carries it better, uh, whereas um, Nicholas Nickleby is more of a limp dick uh, and does not carry it well at all. Uh, but of course, he is still human, which is, which is why he's so, getting in above the Baron. So for me, uh, I'm going to put... Uh, Nicholas Nickleby uh, above Spurry Seed Mormon who is racist uh, and below uh, Anne Hathaway's Japanese crush uh, who you know is, is just like your unproblematic fave uh, so dead in the middle um, I still hate Michael from The Princess Diaries with a passion uh, he, I did, I, I, he had a literal princess and he let her through his fingers it's terrible right she'll learn uh, more interest right? okay uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ I, I think this is going to be our longest episode so far in season two. And the fact that this is about Nicholas Nickleby makes me very angry. Um, so we come to, of course, the most important question. Are you stashing away this film? No. No, of course not. No, this is, uh, this is, this is not good. Um, uh, and, it's, and it's unfortunate because there's a lot of good elements there, as we've said. But um, no, this this this... This film especially is, it, I would argue, uh, would not um, galvanise humanity to fight and save uh, the human race. In fact, I would argue they would go, you know what? Maybe maybe we did deserve it. Maybe, that's, maybe we just have to accept that humanity with Nicholas Nickleby in it, who is, of course, Santa, deserves to die. I mean... Um, my my thing is more just that I don't want um, you know what is left of humanity to grow up thinking that uh, this is what a British person sounds like, all right? Because it's <laughs> not. It's just not. So with that, of course, if we don't stash away a film, we must decide what is going to galvanise humanity this week. What are we going to present in place of? Nicholas Nickleby uh, in order to inspire the human race for one more week until our next episode Alexander I will let you go first because I have not thought of mine yet uh, so I've mentioned earlier in this uh, <laughs> b- 
podcast. Um, I will be putting the Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, it's a little bit late now, I realise, but I, you know, for next year, I'm putting the Muppets Christmas Carol uh, in to save humanity. It is a fantastic film. It is fun. You got Michael Caine. You got Kermit the Frog. What more do you need? All right, learn a lesson. The greatest adaptation of any Dickens work ever. Prove me wrong, nerds. Prove me wrong. All right, what are you putting in, Jamie? I don't know. I don't know, Alexander. <laughs> my my brain is out of ideas. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> Those improv lessons really paid off, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You know when you don't when you don't know in your lines in a play, uh, yeah. just extend the words you're saying and hope that they will eventually uh, pop up. Or you could do very famously what happened in a play. Uh, I don't believe you were in. Uh, but you may have watched uh, when someone didn't come on stage at, uh, at the time, and so a, a friend of mine just went, huh. Just just looked to where the person came in. They did not come in and just went, huh. Uh, and oh, this was, was a Shakespeare play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, think I saw that. Uh, yes. Uh, so um, <laughs> I'm going to put that... I'm going to present that moment. I'm going to present that moment uh, to, to, to show that humanity needs galvanising. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say that that's going to that moment in and of itself shows that we need to protect. We need to do better. We need to protect humanity because when humanity is in a crisis, they just stare blindly and go, huh. Um, I'm not actually making fun of the person who did that, mostly because they do listen to this No, yeah, to I mean, it, you should, sh- you should <laughs> show... If you are meant to come on stage, you should come on stage. Yeah, you, you should come on stage. I'll make fun of that person. I'll yeah, make fun yeah, of the person yeah. who didn't come on stage, absolutely. Mainly because they, my, I know they don't listen my to this favorite, podcast. My favourite version of that, or, yeah, like, version of that was... Um, during a production of Enron, where there's a line where someone's talking about the kind of the code words used by the Enron traders, and it was meant to be something like you know Death Star, the Enterprise, Union Mark II, whatever, and instead he, the guy went Death Star, Death Star, Death Star again. You <laughs> <laughs> just came up with that. You just said it three times. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh that. Oh, that's really upsetting. That that squeak that I just made, the 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 spike that I can see in my fucking audio file, that's really upsetting. Um, so yes, uh, that that's that's what I'm presenting. I'm presenting that moment, if only so that I can relive it, because it's the closest I have ever come to corpsing on stage. Um, uh, so yes. Uh, that is our review of uh, Nicholas Nickleby. Unfortunately, it is not galvanising humanity this week, but next week we've got a big episode. It's Ella Enchanted. Holy um, motherfucking and, shit! And I am, I am quite thankful that with the the timing in which we are making these means I cannot watch this film with my girlfriend because I don't think I would be able to handle the pressure uh, of of Ellen watching me watch this film. Jamie, here's my question: Is Ella Enchanted on Disney Plus? Uh, I don't know. I assume it is. Oh, also, I think I don't know. You can watch uh, it. Yeah. You could you could do one of those like party sharing screen things. You know, you could do the little. Uh. Uh, viewing experiences and I think Disney Plus has integrated in it wait no it is it is not on Disney <gasps> Plus I, I am having I, I searched it and it said why Disney Plus is missing Enchanted and other Disney movies but that is not Ella Enchanted no. um, so no though. it is not on Disney Plus uh, so thank god 
but I am excited uh, to see a lovely, young, uh, sexy Hugh Dancy and Chris oh, Pine, right? Yeah. Chris, or is Chris Pine? No, 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 Chris, Chris Pine's, Pine's in Princess Stories 2. Princess Stories 2, Jamie. Go, we're getting, we're so getting our, into the quality. Uh, yeah, our hunk list is going to be mm. hotly contested over can the I, next few weeks. Can I just say that I'm nostalgic for very little in this world, except apparently Ella Enchanted and Princess Stories 2, which are two things I'm incredibly nostalgic for. I love them so, so much. So I watch them every year. Please, it's great. We're please getting listen into to our ne- Please time. listen to our next two episodes where I'm going to ruin both my relationship and my friendship, um, <laughs> as I inevitably do not like both of these films. Oh, come on. They're great. Um, they're great. In the meantime, of course, please... Follow us on Twitter, you know, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe, tell your friends about us. What else can they do, Alexander? Guys, uh, I think in the UK, you may be, depending, you know, out of some tier of lockdown. I can't quite remember. If you are out of that tier of lockdown, go, steal phones, download episodes. That's all great. If not, I want you to become a hacker. And once you become a hacker, I want you to go into I want to hack everyone's episodes, and you're going to download all those episodes, and it's going to be great, and you're going to love it. You're just going to curve yourself in those episodes. And just re-download them, okay? Uh, it really, really helps, especially with uh, the new season, if you could just, you know, just smash that like and subscribe button. Uh, we can see every one of you who does. Uh, if you listen to it on something like Spotify, but you don't download it, it'd be great if you could just download it and then delete it and then stream it. Don't worry. Streaming counts, don't worry. I still love you, but download it just to prove that you love us even more, all right? Keep us in your hearts by downloading it every week. Uh, and other than that, you know, make yourself a nice cake. Make yourself a nice cake, all right? It's almost, it's Jamie, it's almost New Year's, and therefore you need a cake. What kind of cake mm-hmm. would you want for New Year's? Uh, oh, what kind of cake? Well, see, I'm very boring. I only like Victoria sponges. I, oh. I don't I don't like chocolate. I'm, I'm a very strange person where I like chocolate, yeah. but I don't like chocolate-flavoured things. So Ooh. give me a chocolate bar. I'll, I'll destroy that thing. You give me a chocolate cake. You give me a chocolate brownie. I will I will spit in your face. Wow. <laughs> um, aggressive. I know. I was going to say, Jamie, this means it's coming up to almost a year since we've been in a room together. Oh God, that's sad. No, I saw you after. Well, Almost yes, I'm still coming up. Almost close, but yeah. I saw you after New Year's, um, uh, briefly uh, to record this fucking podcast. It's been I, I drove. Day. I drove an hour and a half round trip to record this podcast one time. I would like that remembered. Uh, you um, got a nice pub lunch, <laughs> but yes, you did. You did. It was very kind of you. Um, and. Uh, I believe it's also therefore coming up on when we're going to be... We made some uh, New Year predictions last year, didn't we? Holy shit, and yeah. Yeah, I, and honestly, <laughs> yeah, we'll I, we, we do... Yeah, we, we're now... We, <laughs> I, I think our New Year, our predictions for what might have happened this year might be wildly off. It's, it's, um, it's really surprising because Alyssa, Alyssa predicted that there would be a global pandemic. <laughs> which, yeah, I know, yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, but nothing will ever top me drunkenly uh, at like 2 a.m., uh, in 2018, predicting that Iron Man would die in the in the last Avengers movie, I was so proud of that. Um, anyway, sorry, we're, I feel like the last like 10 minutes of this podcast has just evolved into us having a regular conversation. Guys, all I'm saying is people need to help me make Jared Christmas a reality. All right, guys, if you have connections to the people who make Hallmark movies or Netflix Christmas movies, come on, let's make ourselves fuck Jared Christmas. All right, it's going to be great. It'll be like The Hangover meets Bridesmaids meets the Christmas movies. Any Christmas movie, who cares? Guys, we're going to make Christmas money. It'll be like happier season, but it will be suck. It would just be terrible. We are going for a straight C and like a like a sixty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what we're looking for. Okay. 
so I was just trying to get waiting to see when you were going to end so I could do this from me Jamie and my co-host Al that's one more app in the bank Merry Jared Christmas and a Happy New Year, Jared See, this Christmas. is why Jerry Christmas would make way <sighs> But no one's called Jerry. Like, you don't, you don't, like... Not what do you want? I'm just saying, like, would you fuck a guy called Jerry? No. But would you fuck Jared Christmas? You'd be ashamed, but you'd have fucked Jared Christmas.